Hey, this is Kirnagraj from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Tammy Palmer with us. Tammy has worked in staffing and human resources arena for 15 years before founding Grayzone in 2012. Tammy has served on the boards of several human resources and recruiting organization and donated countless hours for volunteer time to providing job search advice to the college student, displaced workers, and immigrant population. As a career and life coach, Tammy is valued for her intuition, knowledge, and creative thinking. She has also written some fiction books. So, first off, Tammy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Let's begin with your journey. Tell us about where did it all started, and what inspired you to become a coach. It's fascinating because today, in my Facebook memories, it popped up that it was time for Plan B. I thought I was going to get a corporate job. The corporate job fell through, and then I was left with now what? And that journey ended up turning into my coaching business, Gray Zone. But it wasn't an intention of, oh, and now I'm going to go start a coaching business. It was really the universe pushing me in this direction, following probably 15 years before that of doing a lot of volunteer work, as it says in my bio, about supporting job seekers and helping people through their career transitions. I had worked as a recruiter. And then that job falling through was the catalyst I needed to say, what if I did this on my own? That was 11 years ago. Tell us about the success stories that like a lot of them I know, but can you tell us about any particular ones that you can remember off at this point? Yeah. And after 11 years doing this, there are a lot I would like to profile and highlight things that sometimes I tell people. And I feel guilty claiming the success because this was your magic. I just helped guide you a little bit. But I do remember one story. In fact, I think I ended up writing a blog about it where a gentleman had been in tech his whole career. In, and then he had left and he opened up a store that sold running shoes and sports equipment. And he had done that for about 10 years. And he said, I want to get back to tech. And he was having a really hard time. And so he hired me to help him. And I should, I don't remember his name. It was Steve or something like that. We'll call him. A little bit has changed in tech in 10 years. Your background and data storage is now all in this thing called the cloud. And I don't know how you're going to jump back into a world that moves so quickly, but let's give it a try. And so I said, if you're going to do anything, it will only come from your network. The people that know you and value you, that's how you'll get back in. And so I encouraged him and taught him how to activate his network. And that ended up leading to a lunch with an old colleague. Now, when he left, the 10 years all the people under him have grown. So they're now all directors and managers and VPs, right? They kept going with their career while he backed out. And so one of his direct reports was now in a director role and ended up saying, of course we want you back, Steve. You're fabulous. And in fact, let's go across the street to my company and let's tour my office. Maybe I can, maybe you'll see some old people you used to work with. And right there, that guy's boss was walking through the corridors and the work colleague said, boss, I want you to meet my old boss Steve and he's great and he wants to get back into tech and I told you about him over the years and what a mentor he was to me I kid you not Steve had a job offer in 10 days wow (laughs) as he's walking around this company everyone's Steve and that vice president saw it all and said bring Steve back so that's some of the stuff that just like you almost can't even believe it happened Mm -hmm. how he from a running store company back into a management role in tech after a 10-year hiatus it's because of his network. It was because of his network. I believe that. And my question to you is about now, from the perspective of entrepreneurs who want to hire, right? So how to find the best fit to work with? 
Yeah, for when you're hiring for people within your own team, you mean? When you're, yeah, for your team from outside. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm a big believer in that. There's a gentleman named Jim Collins who wrote a book called Good to Great. And he had a concept in that book about get the people on the bus. Don't worry about what seat they're in. If you hire great people, you can move them around your organization. You can train them. You can value them. And so I really look for who's got raw talent, who's got the right work ethic, who has the problem solving and creative thinking skills, and less about what does their pedigree look like? What does their profile look like? And really seeking out true talent and knowing I can teach skill. The skill is not very important, but skill can be developed. However, the personality, the integrity, the qualities cannot be developed that are internalized by a person. So higher for not the skills, skills could be developed, but the person that you're hiring for their just. Yeah. So question, let's reverse the question. How to find the best company to work with? So if you're in a job search mode, other side of the coin, I really coach people to look at what is Glassdoor saying about the company, try and find people that work there and hear what they're saying and ask questions around company culture and what to expect, what's a day in the life look like and really listen to what they're not saying, pay attention to their body language. And part of my work is teaching people how to trust their intuition. And if you've got this feeling in your system of something's not sitting with me, I'm not, I'm feeling this, there's a red flag in there and my gut is screaming no, and my head's trying to talk me out of it. I say, listen to your gut because there's something disconnect. There's something that's not true that you're hearing between what they're saying and what they preach. And it's really important to acknowledge that. And most people that ignore that and take the job anyway, say, I should have paid attention. That boss really ended up being a jerk. So how you're treated by the company, how comfortable you feel, all of that, I believe, matters incredibly. You're looking for an energetic fit when you're interviewing. Yes. So energy level should match and it should not be in a way that you are a high energy person, not necessarily enthusiastic, but energized person. And the team that you want to work with is low energy team and negative negativity all around. So that might not be the best fit for you. Yeah. Yeah, surround yourself with good energy. Things like that. Yes, yes. Danny, tell us about the processes and systems that you put forth once you start working with clients to help them achieve their goals. Yeah, so when people start with me, they fill on the intake form that's called my dream job sketch. And it's a five-page, really in-depth, I call it a, a little bit of an audit and a little bit of a review. It's a journal exercise around all of the tactical things that they do and don't like about their career path. Gets into some existential questions around what was I supposed to have done with my life by now? Am I even on the right path? I got an anthropology degree. I wanted to be an architect or an Indiana Jones kind of explorer. And now I'm doing database work. How did you get off path? Why did you get off path? What is the what are we doing here? So I take people on this introspective journey before we even work together where they're doing some a bit of reflecting and thinking. And what the process does is it allows them to see some patterns mm-hmm. of, wow, this need for creativity keeps coming up again and again. And I didn't recognize how much I needed that. And so it almost does a little bit of the coaching 